You'd think that as a video game podcaster and comedian, my life is all fun and games. And honestly, you'd be right. About 90% of the time, it's, it's pretty sweet. But every morning, I deal with something very, very serious. My face. You don't become an Edmonton 6 overnight. It takes work. And in my case, it takes good facial hair. And fortunately, I have a great facial hair tag team partner in Harry's. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set and see what I'm talking about. Harry saw the tire fire that the shaving market had become and asked, how did it get like this? Crappy plastic razors, overpriced blades, all locked up like gold bars. And they said, no, we... We can fix this. And damn it, they did. Harry's ships premium quality razors right to your door. About once a month, I check my mail and there's that little box with everything I need to keep my kid presentable status. The blades stay sharp longer, which means an easier time getting my face in order in the morning. And the razors don't look like a dumb piece of plastic that a junior high schooler uses to take care of their peach fuzz. You have the facial hair of a man now. Shave like one. I actually leave my razor handle on the bathroom counter all the time just because it looks so damn classy. Harry's blades are German engineered and they're made to last. They're the best blades on the market for the best price and you don't even have to go out to get them. Set your delivery schedule and shave like a king. I know it sounds sarcastic, but I'm being serious. I've used Harry's forever. These blades are really freaking good. Highest reviews in the industry. A money back guarantee that you're not going to need and a subscription that you can cancel anytime you want. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 179. And I wanted to talk about a game that just doesn't get the love that it deserves. This is the final Remember the Game of 2021. And we're going out with a bang or at least a dive because we're talking soccer or football or footy or whatever it is, wherever you is. We're talking Super Mario Strikers for the Nintendo GameCube, also known as Mario Smash Football on the other side of the pond, which is a fucking way better name for the record. Uh, We talked about the GameCube a couple of weeks ago on Expansion Pass. I said it then, I'll say it again now. For my money, the GameCube is the greatest pre-online multiplayer console of all time. And a big part of that is because of the Mario Sports Series. The GameCube has got four of the all-time greats when it comes to arcade-style sports games. You've got Mario Superstar Baseball, Mario Power Tennis, Mario Golf Toadstool Tour, and Super Mario Strikers. All phenomenal. We're going to cover all four of them eventually, but we're going to kick things off with some footy. Uh, My guest this time around needs no introduction, but I like the sound of my own voice so i'm going to introduce him anyways it's former 
Remember the game Hall of Famer Mark McHugh? And you know what? I had a really, really good fucking time just chatting with him about this game, laughing at his dad, which you're going to hear about in a minute. We'll get all of that in just a second because speaking of liking the sound of my own voice, it's time for yet another edition of the Remember the Game infamous intro. If you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Consider this your warning. Our, our intros are kind of long, but they're not boring. It's like soccer if something actually happened during a soccer game. And and listen, like I, I take a lot of shots at soccer on the podcast this week. So if you're a soccer fan, please have thicker skin than the athletes that play your sport. Okay? I, <laughs> I'm a piece of shit. Uh, and listen, before I get into anything else, if my voice sounds a little bit more uh, prepubescent than it normally does. There's two reasons for that. Number one, this is my third podcast in 24 hours because I'm trying to get all of them out for the holidays. We actually just recorded this week's expansion pass, uh, about two hours ago. And now I'm doing this. So I'm I'm just doing a lot of talking and I'm also still coming off of my 24 hour charity stream that happened this past weekend, uh, which was a huge success before. So before I get into anything else, just let me say, Thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone that came by, whether you just hung out, whether you just donated, whether you did both. Um, As of Sunday morning, when I signed off that 24-hour stream, we had raised just over $9,600 Canadian for the Stollery Children's Hospital. Donations are still trickling in. We're at about $9,925 as of this recording. And you can still donate uh, at rememberthegamepodcast.com. The donation link is open until December 31st. You get a tax receipt for anything you donate. And if you make at least a $20 donation, you're going to be entered into prize draws for a game of your choice some remember the game merchandise and the and the grand prize uh depending on how you value your prizes i suppose uh is somebody is going to win a chance to be my guest on an episode of remember the game in the new year so uh remember the game podcast.com if you're still interested in swinging by making a donation um and again we 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 fucking dude whether we hit that ten thousand dollar mark or not we came within a hundred dollars of raising 10 grand for the stollery children's hospital totally worth it. I was exhausted for two days. I'm still kind of tired. If my voice sounds like it's because I fucking am. Uh, but you guys made all the difference. You guys are all heroes. So thank you all so much for the support. Uh, we also have merchandise. I, I, normally I plug it a lot better than I'm going to this week because I'm more interested in donations for the Stollery. Uh, but we do have hoodies, t-shirts, coffee mugs, tank tops, posters, all kinds of stuff, rotting, rocking badass art drawn by my man Joe. Uh, you can check his art out at 4545creative.com. And again, our merchandise is available at rememberthegamepodcast.com if you want to swing by. Great way to support the show. And of course, if you don't like clothes, you can always check out our Patreon. And don't forget, 50% of my Patreon this month is being donated to the Stollery as well. We donated $1,500 during my 24-hour stream on behalf of Remember the Game. And I'll be topping that up with half of anything else that comes in between now and New Year's Eve. And it's not just helping the kids. You get a fucking ton of value for just 2 bucks a month. You get two additional podcasts every week you get exclusive access to both my gaming discussion podcast expansion pass every thursday morning and my gaming news podcast game patch every friday morning you also get instant access to over 150 
previous bonus podcasts. Uh, on Game Patch every Friday, I look at all the biggest news in modern video games. I add in my opinions and some profanity and stuff like that. And Expansion Pass is a different show every Thursday. We do game rankings. We look back at characters. We look back at franchises, consoles. We do some more comedy-centric episodes. There's game reviews. Uh, this past week on Expansion Pass, I actually reviewed 8-Bit Christmas, the new holiday Christmas movie uh, that's set in the 80s and it focuses on kids being obsessed with getting their hands on an NES during the holiday. It was a really, really charming movie. Uh, my reviews are 100% spoiler-free, as always. Uh, all my reviews are that way. Uh, so as is becoming tradition, here is a quick sneak peek of last week's episode of Expansion Pass, my 8-bit Christmas review. Um, I love the character of Jake, but I like the other kids that Jake's friends with too. Cause some of them are just cool kids that also want NESs and also want to be the cool kid that plays with them. There's like, uh, oh, there's the one fuck. What the fuck is his name? Doesn't matter. Is there, there's one kid that's like, uh, the, 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 the chronic liar. The, he always lies. He lies about everything. No matter what the story is, he makes it up. You know, he talks about how he's done this and he's friends with this and he has this at home and he's he's got this and no one in the school fucking believes him, which was actually my favorite character in the movie because we all knew that kid growing up too. And like, it was one thing for them to play into the Nintendo mania and these kids wanting video games, but for them to even go as far as to be like, we need to introduce this one kid that just lies all the time. And everyone knows he's full of shit, but they all tolerate him anyways because he's just one of the one of the kids at school that they all hang out with. I fucking love, love this fucking character. He made me laugh so much. Jake has a little sister in the movie who's just a pain in his ass. She wants a Cabbage Patch Kid for Christmas, which is another fucking great throwback to the 80s because wasn't that, I never wanted a Cabbage Patch Kid. Fred, you want no truth? To this day, I think Cabbage Patch Kids are kind of fucking creepy looking. So that was last week's episode. And now for tomorrow's episode, um, Expansion Pass is going to go live on December 23rd. That's this Thursday. That's the official date of Festivus. And I don't know if you know what Festivus is. If you don't know, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Uh, Frank Costanza from Seinfeld invented his own holiday on the show called Festivus. And part of it every year is the airing of grievances where you tell people how they've disappointed you over the past year. So this week's episode of Expansion Pass is going to be our second annual airing of gaming grievances episode. It should be a lot of fun. That's a big part of the reason my voice sounds as hoarse as it does. I literally just finished recording that. It was like an hour and 20 minutes. I did a lot of yelling. Uh, should be a good time. So again, two bucks gets you instant access to all those episodes. Episodes, plus old ones plus new ones plus you can join our you get access to our discord with tons of channels talking games movies ninja turtles there's pet pictures we talk about the podcast all kinds of fun stuff you can join our discord you get a chance to vote in our patreon poll at the beginning of every month you can submit comments to be read on all of our podcasts you can dm with me to your heart's content and you get a shout out and get to hear me mispronounce your name like i'm about to do to a whole bunch of these people a huge thank you to all of our newest patreons big someone sean turner trey deep dawson 370 space monkey mafia mike snelling bill kirby lucas pico ben red sparrows 11 sir tillman till tillman's guy suck at this justin woodwar Woodward, fool Justin Woodward, Biddy, Datlock JV, Andrew Pritchard, Ben Paul, a beautiful dude, and Jeff 
craft. Thank you all so much. Welcome to Remember the Game Industries. If I mispronounced your name, wear it as a badge of honor. Patreon.com slash Remember the Game if you are interested. That's everything. I'm on Twitch and stuff, but I won't be on there much for the rest of the year. So I'm not going to worry about plugging that. I'll plug that next time. Uh, so thank you guys all again so much for the support. It's been uh, the, the, this year has been phenomenal for Remember the Game. I'll get more into blowing smoke up all your asses at the end of the podcast. Uh, let's get going. Our opening segment on the show is blowing in the cartridge. I read a few comments and questions from our Patreons, usually gaming related, but not always. And we call this segment blowing in the cartridge. He blows all right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. Ah. Let's blow. And before I start reading Patreon comments, we've received a ton of new reviews lately on different podcast services. Uh, so I wanted to say thank you all very much for the kind words. I also would like to shout out, apparently you can leave five star for, I guess you could leave under five stars if you want to, if you want to, but you can leave reviews on Spotify now, which is where most of our people listen to the show. So it seems very complicated, but if you find it and you're like, Hey, Adam's podcast doesn't suck. Drop that five stars in there. I'd appreciate it. Um, but we've got a ton of new reviews lately and I really appreciate it. Thank you for all the kind words. I wanted to shout out subdued subdued who left me a five-star review and said he didn't know what double seeker probation was. Uh, if you don't know, I regularly put our listeners on double secret probation, which is from the movie National Lampoon's Animal House, but double seeker S-E-E-K-E-R, double seeker probation is so much better. That's the phrase now. So subdued, if you're hearing this, your review made my day. You're part of Remember the Game lore now. Uh, but you all are also on double seeker probation for not seeing National Lampoon's Animal House. So thank you for the good review. Okay, let's do some blowing. Our first blower this week is King Bahamut, who wrote in and said, Hello, Adam. Christmas continues to approach and jolly old St. Nick is preparing his sleigh with presents as we speak. If you could create a game themed around Christmas, what would it be? Be as creative as possible. Christmas horror? Sure, you can do that. Uh, you know what? Honestly, King, I didn't have to think about this for more than about two seconds. I would do a business simulation game. It would be like Santa's Workshop Simulator 2022, where you have to like make all the hot items and get them all out, but you still have to be profitable by sending other Santas out to the malls. But the better Santas you hire, the better reviews they get at the malls, and then the better uh, feedback you get and stuff like that. And then you actually have to do all the deliveries and you can upgrade your sleigh to get all the deliveries done faster and things that fucking boom. Santa's workshop simulator 2022 coming 2024, because it's probably going to be delayed like every other game ever, uh, over the last two years has been. Thanks for writing in Bahamut. I like that. Mike Snelling wrote in on Patreon and said, Hey Adam, do you prefer online multiplayer or real life multiplayer? I gave up online because of the bullshit and cheating and attitudes of people. I also don't have enough time to play to justify the cost of the mandatory memberships, but I still really enjoy sharing real space with friends and just playing games. Some of my best gaming memories are in my 20s playing Halo 1 and 2 until dawn. I was the biggest pistol bitch with a few Xboxes wired together in multiple rooms. The booze was flowing and the shit talking was epic. Times like that can never be recreated virtually in my opinion. Uh, I agree with you 100%, Mike. I don't play a ton of online multiplayer, but I have the softest of soft sparts and soft, soft sparts. What's this? <laughs> What's a spart? It's like an electric fart, a spart. Um, I have the softest of soft spots in my rock hard heart for local multiplayer. I have great memories of playing wrestling games, Mario parties, Mario Karts, GoldenEye, other shooters like that. Um, yeah, fucking 
all day. Like it's rad to be able to, like, I've played online with some members of our community and it's been really, really fun. And it's great that I can find a game of like Tetris 99 anytime I want. I don't have to have 98 people over to my house to fucking do it. Like online gaming is, is phenomenal. Um, but there is just something special about sitting with your friends, playing a game, sharing a couch, ordering a couple pizzas, you know, cracking a case of beer, smash bros, melee. I have great memories of playing that with my friends. So, uh, yeah, without question, local multiplayer is where I want to go. And just quickly, uh, I'm not. This is not a paid advertisement or anything. But Mike mentioned playing Halo One and Halo Two um, with Xboxes wired together on multiple rooms. If you're a fan of like gaming history and gaming documentaries, for the love of God, uh, check out uh, pa uh, Power On: The Story of Xbox. It's a documentary docu series. Part of me on YouTube, free to watch created by Xbox. They, they don't, they don't pull any punches about themselves. They, they explain what happened with the red ring of death, how they fixed it, what was going on behind the scenes, how hard it was to get Bill Gates to come on board with the Xbox to begin with. They talk about the original Xbox, not turning on when they debuted it years ago. Really, really fascinating shit. If you're into, into gaming. So, uh, check that out. And Mike, thanks for the question. Local multiplayer all fucking day, buddy. No question. Uh, Vigo, the butch, wrote in on Patreon and said, I'll keep in line with the theme of Christmas. How would you rate your rapping skills? Good, poor, or somewhere in the meh range? I'm pretty sure that once I started rapping gifts for people that my skills have pretty much remained the same. It ain't pretty, but it does the job. Happy holidays to all of the hot dogs. I would rank myself at whatever is below poor. Um, I'm a very uncoordinated man with one good eye and very poor depth perception. And my gifts look like they were wrapped by uh, a man with very little physical capabilities, poor hand-eye coordination, and no depth perception. My gifts, uh, gift bags for the win. I like to throw my gifts in gift bags whenever possible because I can't wrap shit. Terrible. Fucking terrible. Uh, pee pee poo poo cuckoo pants wrote in on Patreon and said, why do people like mashed potatoes so much? Potatoes are the most boring vegetable and mashing them is the most boring thing you can do with them. That's the one dish I always pass on at family gatherings. Uh, I don't know. I like mashed potatoes. I like, yeah, I don't know. You throw some salt, some butter in there, a little bit of pepper, toss a little gravy on top. It's, yeah, man. Especially like, sorry, I just punched my microphone. When you get down to the near the end of your plate and you still have like a little bit of leftover turkey and a little bit of leftover stuffing and then a little bit of leftover gravy, the potatoes are like a sponge. You scoop everything up inside your potatoes and fucking mow that shit. I'm, I'm pro mashed potato. I think my turnip, my mom makes turnip every year. She loves turnip. And I just fucking, I am not a, like, I'm about as far from a picky eater as you can find. I don't even need to know what something is to put it in my mouth. Most of the time. And you can take that quote and run with it if you will. Uh, but turnip, turnip is a, is devil. It's, it's fucking Satan's food. So I don't eat turnip. But I, I'm, I'm pro mashed potatoes. Stuffing. Stuffing is the unsung hero uh, of Christmas dinner. And I don't mean fucking toast or toast stop. So I'm fucking tired. I don't mean stovetop. I mean like real homemade. My mom's stuffing. Oh, God. It's just so. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for some fucking stuffing. So I'm. Yeah. But I don't know. Mashed potatoes are all right. Uh, a couple more gaming questions. I, I did want to sneak in some Christmas stuff. It's the week of Christmas, but uh, I'll, I'll sneak in a couple more gaming questions before we move on. Uh, and then I lost my spot in my notes. Here we go. Vaughn wrote in on Patreon and said, what is the most expensive gaming thing besides a console that you've purchased? And was it worth it? Um, the most expensive gaming thing I've ever bought that wasn't a, I don't know if I've ever bought anything that was more expensive than my consoles. I bought 10 Gen Tetris. Is it 10 gen or 10 gen? Whatever I say, someone's going to fucking yell at me. But the black cartridges for the old NES, 
I bought Tetris for my NES because it had two player on it and it was it was pretty good. Um, but probably the most expensive thing I ever bought was my Resident Evil 4 chainsaw controller. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. It's this ugly fucking yellow controller. And no, it wasn't worth it. It was a piece of shit. I used it once and was like, I, this is fucking, it looks stupid. It handles stupid. It is stupid. It was a stupid thing for stupid Adam to buy. And it wasn't worth it at all. Not at all. Uh, and Jeff Kraft wrote in and said, I discovered your podcast about a week ago, and I'm so glad that I did. I've probably listened to 30 plus episodes in the past week. The nostalgia that I get while listening is great. Keep up the great work. Also, Angry Adam is the best. So uh, thank you, Jeff, for the kind words. I don't always read comments where people praise the podcast in this segment. Like I get two or three a week now a lot of the time. And, uh, you know, not to suck my own dick. I'm grateful for the comments. I don't read them because I don't want to just make this whole segment sound like I'm just sitting here blowing smoke up my own ass. Uh, but I do read them personally. I do appreciate them when you guys send them to me very much. Um, I'm here to blow you guys, not the other way around. The reason I read your comment, Jeff, is because Angry Adam has been coming up a lot as people have discovered the podcast, particularly from the Echo the Dolphin and Mario is Missing episodes. I just wanted to say to all of our people that are listening to the show, that are maybe newer to the show, people that are like, Angry Adam, man, I want more Angry Adam. They kept popping up on the 24-hour stream. Break out Angry Adam. Don't encourage him. Angry Adam is a piece of shit. He is my my fucking messed up alter ego. He pops up once in a while. He's a fucking jerk off. He just yells at everybody. He hurts my voice. He scares Molly. I hate Angry Adam. So just don't encourage him, right? He I can't get rid of him, but I do my best to keep him. I keep him sedated with marijuana and alcohol. So just don't encourage Angry Adam. That's all. Uh, a couple more. I'm going to do a bunch this week. It's the last one of the year. I wanted to get as many in as I could. And I couldn't read all of them as always, but thank you to everyone that wrote in. Tatum Barnett wrote in and said, Greetings, Adam. It is your pretentious asshole who wears a sweater and plays tennis here. I figured I would ask you a question. If you don't know, uh, when Tatum originally signed up for our Patreon, I said Tatum Barnett sounds like a legal firm. So uh, I got to rip on him now. So Tatum says... Uh, I figured I would ask you a question. I know you enjoy games that are hard as balls. Have you ever played The Binding of Isaac? It is a twin stick shooter roguelite that is available for the Switch and it's hard as crap. It has a ton of replayability and the game can be super fun. The only thing I know, uh, the only thing is I know you're not offended by much, but this game has a lot of religious symbols and blasphemous ideology in it. The basis of the game is a parody of the biblical story of Isaac and his father where God tells Abraham to kill his son to prove his love for him. The story is really, really dark but it has a major following and a lot of gameplay to it. I suggest that if you've never heard of it, go watch a guy named Tears of Grace on YouTube, play it a bit, uh, play a bit of it and see if it's something you might be interested in. Yours truly, your Tucker Law Firm friend, Tatum. Uh, Tatum, I have played Binding of Isaac. I haven't played a ton of it. It didn't offend me, the religious undertones. None, I didn't even know that, to be honest. I had no idea that it had religious undertones. I just thought it was a dark video game. It's actually the very first roguelite I ever played and I, I liked it. But I stopped fairly quickly because I was confused by the roguelike mechanics of not knowing like the items change every time and the level changes every time. Uh, it's a game I'd like to go back to at some point. I don't know if I ever will, but I really like Binding of Isaac. And for all of you listening, I know some people, I've turned a few of you on to roguelites over the year, uh, over the years, pardon me. Uh, I recommend checking out Binding of Isaac. It's really good. It's tough, but it's a really good game. Uh, thanks for writing in, Tatum. Uh, Boogie, <laughs> Boogie 2988 fucks wrote in. I love that fucking handle. It said, Hey Adam, quick question. How do you make time to do all of this and play games and have a partner? My wife gets mad that all I do is play games. My ankles ache from all the restroom breaks and do ups. I'm at a loss, my man. I got to go. She's home. 
<laughs> thanks for writing in, Boogie2988 Bucks. Um, how do I make time to do all this and play games? Truthfully, I didn't for a while, um, but that's why we launched the Patreon. And if you guys, anyone that's been around our community for any real length of time probably has noticed, like when I started, it was just remember the game. And then we launched the Patreon and then that came with two additional podcasts a month. Then that became one additional podcast a week. Then that became two additional podcasts a week. Then that became three additional podcasts a week as our Patreon grew. Uh, the reason I'm able to do all of this is because I do these. This is my full, like I do this during the day. Like when my girlfriend is at work, I'm writing and recording podcasts. I really don't play. I mean, I play a lot of video games, but I don't play as much as I think some people think I do. I get a lot of people requesting, dude, you got to play this game and play this game and play this game. I probably only play two or three hours a day tops, which I know is a lot more than some of you play, but it's probably about the same as some of you play too. You go to work all day and then you come home and then you, you know, you get your couple hours of video games in after the kids are gone to bed or whatever. Um, I don't play that that much. So the podcast I just do during the day and then comedy during the night uh, is my other job. So my girlfriend is cool with it because I'm, you know, I'm going to work. Um, you know, plus Shaylee works early hours. So Shaylee usually goes to bed by eight or nine and then she gets up by five o'clock for work. So, uh, I usually play after she goes to bed. So she doesn't, you know, we only get, we get two or three hours together after she gets home where we have dinner and we watch some TV or, you know, whatever it is we're going to do. And then she goes to bed and then I play my video game. So, um, yeah, that's how, like I could, I'll be honest, like I couldn't balance a full-time job with all these podcasts, with comedy, with the video games, something would have to go. Uh, but that's why I always say that like, no joke, no sarcasm. Our Patreon has changed my life. The reason I'm able to turn out all this content is because you guys have given me a livelihood with this. So I'm, that's how, uh, and I'm really grateful to all of you that have, that have made it possible. Um, yeah, there, yeah, there you go. That's, I guess that's your answer. That's how I actually was playing more video games before I started the podcast because I did comedy at night and I played video games during the day. But now I spend most of my day uh, writing and recording and editing the podcasts. So uh, thanks, Boogie. Finally, before we move on to uh, play one, remake one, erase one, it's letter time. It's letter time. The final letter time letter of 2021. And it comes in from I Bent My Wookie who says, hey, Adam, thanks for all your content this year. It's been a pleasure listening. I was just wondering if you have a definitive list of games banned from Remember the Game. I know Majora's Mask, Super Tennis, and every Sega Saturn game ever made. Understandable, as you probably have two listeners to those episodes, as there was only two of those consoles ever sold worldwide. Swish. But what are the other games that are banned from Remember the Game? Uh, I hope you and your family have a great Christmas and I look forward to listening again next year. Thank you very much. I bet my Wookiee. Yeah. So I actually get asked this sometimes. One of the things we're going to, I'm going to add to the discord, our discord over the holidays is like a frequently asked questions. And it's going to be stuff like some of the terms we use, some of the games that are banned, because as we get new listeners, they're like, dude, there's 179 of these. I don't understand where double seeker probation came from. Why is Mark McHugh not allowed in the hall of fame? Why won't you play Majora's mask? So just as a quick heads up, there's not a ton of games that are definitively banned from remember the game. So just to quickly give you guys a heads up, Majora's mask is one that's, I'm not going to lie to you. There is possible. There's a possibility that Majora's Mask gets an episode in 2022. I've got some plans for it. And I'm not going to tell anyone what they are as I'm not sure if it's going to happen or not yet because I'm worried that it's going to piss some people off because we're going to kind of go off script with it. But I just don't like that game. And people, I literally get, I've gotten like three emails just in December from people trying to convince me to play Majora's Mask. 
Um, I, I've tried it. People are like, you got to give it another chance. I promise you, I tried it on the 64. I've tried it on the 3DS like three times. I tried it on the virtual consoles. I just don't like it. And I know how important that game is to a lot of people. So I don't want to do an episode about it because I'm just going to, I'm just going to murder it, murder it. At least Ocarina of Tim. I don't love that game either, but I respect what it does. So I gave it a decent review, even though I voiced my criticisms of it. I don't have any respect for Majora's Mask. I just hate that fucking game. So I just, I'm not gonna, I won't review it. So that one is banned. Uh, I've been asked to do a lot of PC games. I'm not gonna issue a blanket statement of banning all PC games, but I just want people to understand, like I didn't grow up playing PC. So the Command and Conquers, the, the Age of Empires, the... I can't think of like, I don't even know. Like we've done roller coaster tycoon. We've done doom. Like we did like Oregon trail, but I didn't grow up playing any of those games. And I just don't think they'll have aged. Well, if I was to sit down and try to play them now, I don't like playing on PC. So it's not a blanket statement to say that PC games are banned, but if you're holding out hope for a lot more PC episodes in the future, don't hold out hope because I don't really enjoy them. I don't play a lot of them. I probably am not going to do too many PC games in the future. Uh, Super Tennis is only banned to piss off my friend Makeshift uh, because he loves that game, so I ban it to fuck with him. And the Sega Saturn is banned because I just like to fuck around with the Sega Saturn community. Um, I, I can't... I'm not going to sit here and promise that I'll play every game people recommend because I won't. Uh, there's way too many games. I'll never get to all of them. And as our audience grows, I get more and more and more and more suggestions if I decided to play every game that people have asked me to cover on the podcast, I'd be gaming nonstop for about 10 years. So um, never say never when it comes to most games. The only ones off the top of my head that are definitively, I'm personally never going to cover them on the show are Majora's Mask and probably, oh, the Sega Saturn, Majora's Mask, and some most PC games. Because they're just, they're just over my head and they're just elements that I don't understand. But other than that, never say never. But just if you've been messaging me about, hey, you should really play this and really play this, the list has grown. It's longer than Jer Chris Jericho's list of holds. It's longer than Homer's revenge list. Uh, I'll never get to everything. So I'm, I do my best. But Majora's Mask, there you go. I hope now everybody understands why I just refuse to cover that game on the show. All right? Thanks to everybody that wrote in and everyone that blew in the cartridge this year. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, we still have more segments to go, so let's change things up and let's get into our Smash Hits segment, the official game show of Remember the Game Industries for the final time this year. Play one, remake one, erase one. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released. They can remake one as a modern game. And the third game is Erased from Time Forever. And as always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one. We'll get there in just a minute. And I figured since we're talking Mario Strikers this week, and it's kind of a funky sports game, uh, I figured let's throw three more funky sports games into contestants' row. We have Mutant League Hockey for the Sega Genesis, Mega Man Soccer for the Super Nintendo, and Base Wars for the NES. And uh, play Base Wars, remake Mutant League Hockey, and erase Mega Man Soccer came out on top this week with 33% of the vote. 
It was pretty evenly spread out across the board, which warms my heart. I'm not going to yell at anyone for the response. As long as you played by the fucking rules, one of you is about to get put on double secret probation for not listening to the fucking rules of the show. Uh, but let's look at what a few of you had to say, and then I'll tell you why. 33% of you were right, because I would do the same thing. Zach Coiner wrote in on Patreon and said, this is probably going to give me quadruple secret probation, but it's honestly worth it. I'm not really a huge fan of sports games, so I don't have a problem with getting rid of all three of these. Sorry, Adam. L-O-L. Well, you know what? You can't spell double seeker probation without L-O-L as long as you fucking spell those words wrong. Get the fuck out of my house, Zach Coiner. Every week, one of you motherfuckers writes in and spits in my face and disrespects the rules of play one, remake one, erase one, and I shan't stand for it any longer. If you don't write in with a play Play a re you can have any fucking logic you want, but if you don't play one, remake one, and erase one, you get fucking erased into double secret probation. Probation, you're done, coiner. You're done. Fortunately, a few of you crumb bums respected what I'm trying to do here. Ryan Groinus wrote in and said, I played Mutant League hockey like it was my job back in the day. The gratuitous violence and fun arcade style hockey would still hold up today. I'd argue that an average gamer would play more hours of Mutant League hockey than the latest installment of Chell, which is NHL, if given a Pepsi taste challenge of the two. So I'll remake bases because it would be great on next gen with the advanced graphics and then do away with Mega Man Soccer because the little blue guy is only supposed to be used for 2D platforming and anything else is an insult to us Puritans. Uh, I don't, I don't disagree. Uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily go with your order and I'll explain why, but I don't disagree with any of your logic, including Mega Man Soccer being a little bit of an insult to us purists Mega Man fans. I can get on board with all of that. Uh, Alexander Barbieri wrote in and said, Honestly, I'm too young to have played any of these games. However, I feel confident in my choices. I'd play Base Wars as it is. I don't really know much about baseball, nor do I really care for it. So this one stays as it was intended to be. As a fellow Canadian, I must remake Mutant Hockey League. I feel like it's Mutant League hockey, but it doesn't matter. I feel like we need better hockey games and more hockey games outside of the NHL games. This looks like it'd be an absolute blast with current gen graphics and controls. I see myself spending too much time playing this. And finally, Mega Man Soccer has got to go. I've never been a fan of any of the games that I've played. Whoa. Taking this platformer and making it into soccer just seems like a stretch for extra money the developers made since all the Mega Man games feel the same. Alexander, you're not going on double secret probation because you played by the rules. But, but to say that all the Mega Man games feel the same. Oh God. that You're on single seeker probation for that. It's not fucking true. It hurts because it is kind of true, but it's not fucking true. Black, oh fuck. Backdraft Delta wrote in and said, Base Wars was a rental at my local video store for weeks. We rode our bikes over a mile to rent that game and then rode back. Keep the nostalgia. If I had to erase, if I had to erase that one, it wouldn't have the memories attached to it. I'll remake Mutant League Hockey. I love the football and hockey games in the series. Would love to see this get a Blood Bowl style treatment and erase Mega Man Soccer. It's the only Mega Man game I would erase. It's weird camera angle and control mechanics just frustrated me to oblivion. Plus, soccer isn't my type of game anyway. Fucking sound logic all the way around. And to say that that's the only Mega Man game you would erase... Fucking well said, Backdraft Delta. I Well, I might consider erasing Mega Man 8, but I agree with your logic. Uh, Michael Wilson wrote in and said, this is played Mega Man Soccer. 
Loved the game as a kid and would love... I'm not sure what that was, but uh, Michael Wilson said, play Mega Man soccer. I love this game as a kid and I would love to revisit it with my children. Remake Base Wars. I would love a current gen battle baseball game. Modern graphics and consoles would really let you go wild with different attacks and combos. Erase Mutant League Hockey. If I want to beat people up on the ice, I always have Blades of Steel. Plus, if I'm remaking Base Wars, then I have a hopefully better and more modern combat sports game. I'm not going to criticize you because I have not played Mutant League Hockey and I know it's a wrong that I need to write, but uh, I, you're going to catch some shit for that one. I'm warning you. Michael, for 10 bucks, I'll get you Michael's address. No, I, I don't I don't sell addresses. I'm just kidding. Uh, where? Oh, shit. I lost my spot in my notes. Where we go here? Chris Larkin said, God, I love Mutant League Hockey, so play it. Barely played Mega Man Soccer, but we're going to remake it in the name of all the hot dogs out there. The Blue Bomber deserves his credit. And that means you, Base Wars. What are you? I don't know, but you've got to go. I expected more answers like that of people saying they don't know what Base Wars are. Apparently, everybody does. So, fair enough, Chris. I can get on board with that. Uh, and uh, do, 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 do. I lost my spot in my notes. Big Sum 1 wrote in and said, so I was not a soccer fan back in the day due to how slow it was, so I'm going to erase Mega Man Soccer. I played a lot of baseball growing up, so naturally I gravitated toward Base Wars, so I'll play it. And I didn't own a holding down my Dunkaroos and PB&J Sega. Ooh, hurts just to type it. So I would remake Mutant League Hockey. Plus, I didn't find my love for hockey until NHL 94. Keep pumping out that great content, Adam, just like Ron Jeremy. I'm not going to lie to you, Big Sum. The only reason you got red was because you compared me to Ron Jeremy. And I am a grease bag. It's any no. Okay, well, that's a different podcast. Um, I'm going with the popular vote this week. With 33% of you said, as did Call Me Watson, who wrote in and said, "Okay, let's preface this by saying I'm not a huge sports game player, but Base Wars is the jam. I remember this as a kid, and I've got the hard nostalgia going on, so we're playing that for a remake. I went with Mutant League Hockey, which I haven't played, but hear me out. I looked this game up, and it came out the same year as NHL 94, and you aren't going to see me passing up the opportunity to play as Pat LaFontaine in the greatest hockey game ever made. So that said, Pat has long retired, and there's now room in my heart for Pirate Skeletons open ice checking what appear to be zombie battle toads in 4K. That leaves Mega Man Soccer. I'm actually a huge soccer fan, and FIFA is the only sports game I play, but Mega Man's legacy is safe without this title in it, so it has to go. I agree with the logic. I agree with your order, uh, Watson. My personal vote, everybody, is I would play Base Wars because I haven't, and I don't want it remade because it won't be better than MLB The Show. And all I need for baseball is MLB The Show. Nothing. And if I need retro baseball, I'll play Ken Griffey Jr.'s Major League Baseball. I'm good. I'm going to remake Mutant League Hockey because I haven't played the original. And usually when I haven't played a game, I say play it, but I can only play one of Base Wars and Mutant League Hockey, and the world needs a new good arcade hockey game. Uh, so I'm going to remake Mutant League Hockey just so there's an alternative to the NHL series. And I have something else in mind for soccer moving forward. So I'm going to remake Mutant League Hockey and erase Mega Man Soccer. And traditionally, erasing Mega Man around here is a criminal offense. But Mega Man Soccer was a cool idea that really wasn't that good. And I'm hoping that this episode of the podcast wills a new version of Super Mario Strikers into existence. And once we've got that, we won't need Mega Man Soccer. So Mega Man can stick to shooting stuff. We'll erase Mega Man Soccer. Thanks for writing in, everybody. I appreciate the input as always. What have I been playing over the last week? And then we'll get into Mut or Mar or Mutant League Soccer. Then we'll get into... Uh, uh, what are we covering this week? God, I've done a lot of podcasts. Super Mario Strikers. We'll get there in just a minute. What have I been playing? Um, I played a ton of shit over the 24-hour uh, charity stream, but I'm not going to get into that. Outside of that, I finished Mass Effect 2. That episode of Remember the Game is coming in January. I cannot fucking wait. That is one of the greatest video games ever made. 
Uh, I've been playing Halo Infinite's campaign, not as much as I want to, but I'm hoping to get into it more over the holidays and put it to bed. I've been playing Sonic Adventure 2 because it won our Patreon poll. Ugh. <laughs> All of you that are like, where's Angry Adam? We love Angry Adam. Angry Adam is going to be alive and well on the Sonic Adventure 2 podcast, I promise. And I've been playing a little bit of Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon, which is a new puzzle game set in the Shovel Knight universe. And it's really fucking good. I'm really digging it. So... Uh, I'm hoping to spend more time with Halo and Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon over the holidays. There you go. Let's talk Mario Strikers, the main event. That's why you're all here. I'd like to give a few of you a chance to share your thoughts on the game before my buddy and I ramble for a while. And I got a lot of comments. I'm going to try to rip through a bunch of them here. Dan Wagner said, oh, baby, here we go. This game is an absolute gem. I personally think this is the peak of Mario sports games. This game has been out for over 16 years. And my friends and I have never gotten tired of smashing each other into walls, seeking revenge with stupid over-the-top items, or trying our best to knock that god-tier goalie on his ass. We still pick up and play this game constantly and I don't see that ever really changing at this point. Uh, that warms my heart, Dan, to hear that you're still playing this game because it's so fucking good. Uh, Thermopolis wrote in and said, this is hands down my favorite Mario sports game. My brother and I would always play together. He would control the main person while I went around beating the crap out of their team with my sidekicks. The penalty items they got never made up for the beatings that I gave out. I fucking love that mechanic. We'll get into that in a minute. Frostyfeet492 wrote in and said, This game is fantastic. My favorite Mario Sports title. It wasn't the deepest game, but man, was it fun. Let me set the stage. You're down by one. Ten seconds left in the field. Looks like the aftermath of a World War II battle. Your overpowered crocodile goalie just made a diving save and hurls the ball down the sideline to your captain, Wario, in my case. Me as well, actually, Frosty. Uh, Frosty continues. You spin away from the two defenders, toss a giant bomb at the remaining few, get ready for a super strike to win the game. As it's worth two points, you hit both needles on the meter and bury that fucking goalie in the back of the net as time expires to send the other team packing unfortunately i was never good at super strikes so this was never me but a kid can dream seriously this game had tight controls goofy items awesome stadiums leave the bowser attack on for even more chaos and for the love of god don't be the dick bag that chooses the fucking super team if you don't know or if you know you know i know i agree it's a shame this game never got a good sequel or even a remaster they technically did release a second installment on the wii but i'm sure you can guess how that went thanks nintendo i'm sure there are plans for or i'm sure there are plans for releasing GameCube games to Nintendo Online, similar to the 64 collection, but we'll see. I gladly pay money to be able to play this game online with buddies. I agree with you. The only thing I disagree with is I, as much, as critical as I am of the Wii, I actually didn't hate Mario Strikers Charged on the Wii. Uh, I didn't hate that game, but, but other than that, I agree with everything you just said. I want this game back so fucking bad. Eric James said, when I used to work at GameStop, whenever we had free time, my boss and I would go round for after round on this game. So fun, but also sucky when he'd tell me to go back to work and he'd keep playing this bullshit. And finally, Smash Bro 2013 said, so many great memories with this game. One of my friends and I would play this game every chance we had. We'd team up against the computer, taking the cups in campaign mode, defeating Bowser's cheap super team of soccer robots. We even came up with walkout songs for every character and wrote them in the notes section of the instruction booklet. Apparently, we decided Wario should walk out to Miss New Booty. Not proud of my music taste as a kid. I love that. I love it. I love the passion. I love that so many of you care about this game because I didn't think anybody did because Nintendo fucking does it, which is why we have a got what it fucking like 14 years or whatever the fuck it's been and it's a goddamn shame because mario strikers is phenomenal i love it so does mark McHugh, and we're gonna tell you about it right now i'm gonna cue up some tunes and when they stop, old Mark Tholomew McHugh and I are going to go back to Mario Strikers, which originally released in North America on the Nintendo GameCube on December 5th, 2005. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Let's go. Hey, 
If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul-crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work. Gone, like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That could be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001. And a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac and every 15 minutes on the clock they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If if you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans and tiers. So there's a crash plan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Okay, so joining me via the blank phone this week for the final Remember the Game of 2021, which I think we can all agree was kind of a stinky year. Like there were some good things, but overall, 2021, kind of smelly, not great. Uh, but it's my friend, former Remember the Game Hall of Famer, uh, Mark Tholomew McHugh. How's it going, buddy? How was 2021 for you? Do you think it was a good year? You know, 2021 was a very up and down year because, you know, like, yeah, generally the world has been garbage the last few years. But then also this is the year that like a lot of people saw me on TikTok. So who knows? <laughs> that's true. Yes, you did. You know what? And that's I. Th oh, sorry, everyone. We're not getting into like a life hack. Fucking this isn't like the a TED talk for the secret or fucking whatever. But like, I do think that 2021 people that um I think there were people that kind of embraced it and were like, all right, well, I'll, I'll fucking, uh, I'll shift gears and see what I can make work. And then I think there were people that were like, this fucking sucks. And obviously it's easy for you and I to say, because I, I can't speak for you, Mark, but like none of my loved ones got sick. I didn't lose any, you know, family members or anything like that. And so it's a lot easier for me to be like, oh, this wasn't that bad. Um, but yeah, you, uh, before we get into Super Mario Strikers, uh, cause I'll forget by the end of the episode because I'm, I'm not the most intelligent guy in the world uh yeah wh what what the fuck is with you and tiktok you're all about the old talk tick these days 
Yeah, because it's just like that's where people are now. That's where people are being introduced to new shit now. It's the place to be, as Frank Costanza would say, the place to be. So where? That's ex- it's exactly the place to be. So where? Where? I'll, I'll remind. I'll try. I'm gonna fucking. You know what? No. You know what, Mark? Do not plug it now. Don't let me forget. Because if I if you plug it now, by the end of the podcast, everyone's gonna forget. So we're gonna plug your TikTok at the end. If I forget. Fucking step up. Fucking put me in my place and don't let me forget to plug your TikTok at the end. Okay, we'll okay. do it. But for now, we're talking Super Mario Strikers. And if TikTok is where all the cool kids are now, well, let me tell you something, my friend. Super Mario Strikers is where the cool kids were 15 years ago. Because this game is fucking superb, Mark. This game, and I actually do have like an emotional connection to this game. Go for it. Because... I'll tell you, Adam, I've played this game once. I've played this game once in my whole life, but it was like back in college, I was in a program. We're all very close to get like, we're all a close knit community. And one of the girls in this program uh, in our first deal ended up committing suicide. And it was really, really tough for like us as a group. And she was living with one of our friends. And because he didn't want to like spend every night by himself in this house, we would go over there and just spend nights hanging out with it. So the night of the funeral, we went back to his house and we spent like all night playing Mario strikers and it was just fantastic. And then we played the game with Donkey Kong and the bongos. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jungle beat or whatever it was called. Yeah. 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 Wow. Holy shit. I like, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Like I didn't know that Mark and I, the only thing I said to Mark before we started the podcast was I just wanted you to let you know if you hate this game and you're coming on here to shit on it, that's fine. But we're going to butt heads because I worship the ground that this game walks on. Uh, and you were just like, okay. And I didn't know where you were going to go with it. So I'm, I'm sorry to hear about your friend, but that, wow. So that is a special game. Jesus. Holy cow. Um, yeah. So that's like that. Every time I think about that game, I just think about that time. This game, I think about that time in my life. Well, I got to tell you, fuck, first of all, am I ever fucking glad that I wasn't just coming on here to shit on this game? Because that, <laughs> like, 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 I'm sure I'm glad like, like that I wasn't just sitting here foaming at the mouth to be like, this game is a steaming pile of shit and fuck everybody. And here I am like, yeah, it reminds me of my dead friend. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like, well, anyway, fuck this fuck game this and game. fuck soccer. No, no. Okay, well, I will, I will go... I'll go part partially down the fuck soccer route, but that's, that's all. I don't want to get the city of great Britain at us. That's a joke for another day. Um, <laughs> but this game, so it's fun. It's wild that you okay. And for the record, I just looked it up. This, this game was called Mario smash football over on the other side of the pond. So, uh, we're going with super Mario strikers because that's what we call. That's what we call soccer here in North America. We call it strikers. So that's what really, gonna... really, I didn't know. Like, I've never heard it called strikers. Like, no. why couldn't they call it Super Mario soccer? Listen, I, okay. So everyone doesn't fucking yell at me for this. I, cause I don't know. I, oh God, the soccer, like, oh, the soccer community is a fickle bunch, Mark. And we're going to fuck We're going to hear about it. I oh, dude, think, I, know. I think strikers is like a term for like an offensive player in soccer. Like you're a striker. But I don't. Or, I, 
I don't know. I don't. I don't. I, I'll i be honest. No offense to all of you soccer fans out there, you football fans, you footy fans, whatever you want to call it, but I, I just think your game is boring as fuck. I'm sorry. I'm just saying. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm a hockey guy. If you want to be like, dude, hockey sucks. It's just a bunch of idiots in, a, in a suits of armor skating around. I'm like, sure. Yeah, I mean, you're wrong, but sure. That's fine. Hey, whatever. That's fine. I don't know. So my family, like my family is dead. Like my, my dad loves hot, his hockey and stuff, but like my family at their core is a soccer family. Like my dad's big 15 minutes of fame was like back when in the 1985, uh, the Canadian men's soccer team went to the world cup. They went to Mexico, they fought and they qualified. And my dad wrote their theme song. Oh, and wow. the recording, but the recording company that made this song bet that it was going to be like the jam of the summer and invested all of their money into this song. And then Canada went down to Mexico. They didn't score a single goal. They lost terribly. And then there was just like a warehouse full of copies of this song that nobody wanted to buy. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not trying to shit on your dad. Oh, no, no, no. I, I was a little bit. I just imagine. I just picture like a fucking warehouse full of cassette tapes like Kirk Van Houten's Can I Borrow Feeling? But it's Mark McHugh's dad's <laughs> fucking soccer theme. And, and there's just nobody, just nobody fucking wants it. Can I borrow a feeling? <laughs> Okay. So we are eventually going to talk about <laughs> yeah, the actual we are. game. But... <laughs> <laughs> we are. And the best part is like I I know you pretty well, and you're telling this story about how Canada going to this fucking World Cup was this big deal for your dad. And I was thinking like, holy fuck, I I don't know Mark's dad. I was like, I'm fucking crying. I'm like, Mark's dad is like a soccer player. Holy shit, I didn't know that. I was like, how do you not know what a striker is when your old man played on the fucking national team? And then you're like, no, my old man wrote a song for the national team. And we don't talk about that song because our fucking team got disgraced on a national stage. <laughs> and the record, like, and the company that invested in this song went out of business. <laughs> it's not funny, but it is. <laughs> Fuck! My dad ruined somebody's <laughs> dream with a song he wrote. Holy Christ, my fucking stomach hurts. That's gonna do it for this week's episode, everybody. Thank you for now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my God! I hope your dad doesn't listen to this. If you're listening, Mar- <laughs> Mr. McHugh, I'm sorry. I fuck me. That's holy shit. Okay. <laughs> okay. So. uh <laughs> Holy fuck, my stomach hurts. I, I'm not editing that out. I'm tempted to. I'm like, no, I'm going to leave that. Yeah, oh, do it. Holy Christ. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're, we're talking about... <laughs> no, no. <Whew>. Okay. <clears throat> we're, ta- <laughs> we're talking Mars Strikers. Uh, this has been a fucking emotional roller coaster. We've had, we've had people passing away. We've got businesses going under. Mark's dad's fucking dreams being fucking shattered. The... <laughs> When we're talking Mario Striker, so Mark, you've only ever played this one. <laughs> fuck, that's funny. One day in your life, 
Um, I'll be. Yeah, I, I mean, I re- like I've been watching Let's Plays the last few days just so that like I know what I'm talking about. Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I won't lie to everybody that's listening to this. Whenever we cover a game on the show that like. I don't know, like, the back of my hand. Like, if it's something like Super Mario Brothers, like, I'm like, I don't need to replay that game. I've played that game so many fucking times, I could talk about that game in my sleep. But, like, Mario Strikers uh, is one that I played the fuck out of when it came out, but I haven't played it in, like, fucking probably 12, 13 years. And uh, I usually go out of my way to try to replay games for the podcast before we get talking about them. But as I'm sure you all know, GameCube, the Nintendo, Nintendo refuses to acknowledge that the Nintendo GameCube ever existed. Those games are never going to be available anywhere fucking ever again. Um, and Mario Strikers is one of the ones that's near the top of the list of games that I would like to acquire for my uh, small but slowly growing GameCube collection. Um, so we're both kind of working off of Let's Plays and retrospectives and looking back on the show and, and our memories and stuff of playing it. Um, it's I don't mean to, I'm not trying to make a joke about it. Fortunately, I, I don't have a friend that passed away that I associate with this game. But I do have like... Dude, my friends and I, this was right around when I started getting back into gaming after getting out of like my bar hopping phase and stuff. And my friends and I would play this game for fucking hours and hours and hours at a time and just laugh. And I think it just needs to be said, the Nintendo GameCube, which we covered on Expansion Pass a few weeks ago, like I I would argue that it might be the greatest multiplayer console of all time. I, I mean, yeah, because like they had so many fucking bangers like this, and like the Mario parties on it were fantastic. It yep. had like it had uh, that Mario Kart game. Uh, what was it called? Double the, Dash. The double, double, double Dash. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Like, like the GameCube was really the console of the most experimentation. Absolutely, I would say pre pre online because I don't think it's fair to compare like couch online compared to like you know you could fire up Fortnite now and. In 15 seconds, you can play a game against 100 other people or fucking whatever it is. But, like, in the yeah, in the, yeah. in the couch co-op days, I'll die on the hill that the Nintendo GameCube is the prominent multiplayer system. And even, dude, like, you mentioned Mario Party, which is dope. Mario Kart Double Dash is fucking awesome. There's obviously wrestling games and all that kind of stuff. But, like, if you literally it, just go with Mario sports games, and not even Mario Kart, but, like, Mario sports games, the GameCube has got the fucking... Like the holy quartet, because you had Mario Superstar Baseball or whatever it was called, which was an underrated baseball game that I wish they would bring back. It had Mario Tennis. For my money, my all-time favorite Mario sports game is Mario Tennis on the Nintendo GameCube. I love the that game. The Toadstool Tour, I think it was called? Mario Golf Toadstool Tour. Yeah, yeah. And Super Mario Strikers. Like, all four of those games... I think you can make a you can I, I I would listen to an argument sure but you can argue that like Mario Baseball hasn't come back Mario Strikers they did Mario Strikers charged on the Wii which I thought was very very it's one of the rare Wii games that I really really you liked. know what? I never played the one for the Wii it was just a bigger better version of this one and you uh, know what why don't we have that like why is there not a version like I get why there's maybe not a version on the Wii U because that sold like shit yeah but like I feel like the Switch would be the ideal place for a new Mario Strikers game. That, that's where I was going to go. It's like, I know we've got Mario Tennis on the Switch, which I know some people shit on. I liked Mario. The only reason I didn't play more of Mario Tennis on the Switch was because I couldn't find an online match anywhere. 
because I like to play without the power shots and stuff. But I love that game. And, Mario, and you know what? I really dig Mario Golf on the Switch too. I play it with my dad all the time. See, I didn't, I didn't like it as much, but I see why somebody would. It didn't click for me. I, I love Mario Golf Toadstool Tour on the GameCube, but, but, but like, I, I thought they really pulled back on the depth of Mario Golf on the Switch. But having said that, it was still another Mario Golf game on the Switch. I don't know if we're ever going to get Mario Baseball again. And I won't lie to you, of the four games, as much as I like Mario Baseball, I. When it comes to like okay, when it comes to sports games, there's two ways to me that you can tackle a sports game. And it's really really become a divi- like it's so definitive like the fork in the road now when it comes to sports games. You're either going to go arcade or you're going to go simulation. Like there I feel like there's hardly any middle ground anymore. And when it's it comes- like you're either doing like uh you're doing like an exact replication of what a game would look like. Or you're going silly with it. Exactly, right? And I have no problem with either. I think there's a place for both. And frankly, most of the time, I prefer the arcadey fun shit. The one difference to me is baseball, because everyone that listens to the show with any regularity knows, like, I'm an MLB The Show fanatic, and that like that game is as simulation as it fucking gets. So I, I love that. But, like, golf, I can go either way. I love the Tiger Woods games and the and the PGA 2K. Like, I love simu- like really hardcore, deep simulation golf, but I also like cartoony golf. Soccer, football, whatever you want to call it. We're calling it soccer for the rest of this podcast, so I don't have to keep saying that. Um, I, I respect what FIFA has done. I like them enough, but I don't know enough about the game to thoroughly enjoy FIFA. Like, do you play? have you been a FIFA guy at all, ever? Um, I've never like bought a FIFA game, but I've played FIFA and like, I enjoy FIFA and I like watching people play FIFA. It's just, I'm not a huge, like, because I'm not like a huge soccer fan. I would never buy it for myself. Right. And the, and to me, like, I, I, there's like, look, you'll get like a Madden game, which I know Madden fucking sucks, but it is like simulation football and stuff like that. I understand that there's a market for both. My issue to an extent with simulation sports games, not so much my issue, but like the, the hang up with a simulation sports game is if you don't know the sport, it can be hard to enjoy it at any level up from a beginner level. Like I know hockey, so I can play NHL and I can play it at a pretty high level. I, I'm not saying I'm good, but I understand the mechanics. I understand of working the point and getting to the slot and all that kind of stuff. Whereas when it comes to soccer, I don't understand the strategy that's involved with simulation soccer. So as fun as I think FIFA is, I'm never going to play it at any real level because I don't understand the mechanics of the game. And the problem is when you go to a more arcade style game, like in this case, Super Mario Strikers, is you run the risk of going too far to dumbing the game down and making it basic. Do you know what I mean? And then it's it almost becomes like baby's first soccer game, Like if that makes sense. like Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, but I think that, like, of the two, I definitely prefer, like, the striker's approach to it, for sure. Just because it's, like, it's a game I wasn't particularly interested in, but they added a bunch of, like, bells and whistles to it. And see, and that's where I was going to go, is, like, I mean, I would argue that all four of those GameCube Mario games, Mario Golf, Toadstool Tour, which, for the record, we have an episode planned on for the first few months in 2022 for anyone wondering but mario golf toadstool tour mario's base superstar baseball or whatever it was called uh mario power tennis and super mario strikers in my opinion all four of them do a phenomenal job of going to that arcade side without going too far into the arcade side where it just you almost forget what it's trying to be like i would argue that super mario strikers almost plays like hockey soccer but in like the best possible way. It's just 
so anyone can pick up and play it, but there's enough depth there that anyone that's really into soccer can have just as much fun as an idiot like me that hardly knows the rules to soccer. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's so it, it to me, it, this game appeals to both sides. If that makes sense. No, a hundred percent because yeah, it's exactly what you just said. You can like, like if somebody like me who doesn't like, yeah, I know the rules to soccer, but I don't particularly enjoy it. I can pick it up and be like, oh, this is easy, this makes sense, I don't have to, like, there's not a whole lot of tutorial. I mean, like, even, like, you can't even kick the ball out of bounds because there's, like, a screen that stops it. So you don't even have to worry about, like, the, oh, what happens when you kick the ball out? And that's, okay, so that's a great point because that's where I want, when we start going through the gameplay, because, like, I have almost, almost nothing negative to say about the gameplay loop in this game, but a couple of minor things that we'll get to later, but... Um, it's not a full-blown soccer field. It's not... Like, when you look at FIFA, it's classic soccer where it's, like, these tiny little players on this giant fucking pitch or whatever the fuck they call it. Uh, Super Mario Strikers, it's almost like they're playing on, like, a basketball court. Like, a mini basketball court. And it's th- it's 4v4 and then goalies, which is awesome. And, like, you brought up a great point. Dude, one of my favorite things about this game is that the whole outside of the, the field is surrounded by an invisible electric fence. I that's such a great fucking idea because first of all you never have to deal with the ball going out of bounds which is awesome and then second of all you can also hit opponents into the electric fence which is like why isn't this part of real I would watch real soccer if it was 4v4 <laughs> and you could hit each other into a, an invisible electric fence like it you're right like and so like to me that's one of the genius things about this game is it's there's hardly ever any lulls in the gameplay because well, and it's that's a... exactly why they did that because like you watch soccer like real soccer and half of it is just like fucking timeouts and like oh they've got to go talk to the refs and, and there's just so much waiting in soccer and this is like no 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 we're getting rid of all of that there you can't kick the ball out it's all electric death and also we're gonna have like big red shells and shit yeah it's oh god dude i like it, even if they didn't have the electrocuting walls if it was just um like if that field didn't if the if the walls the invisible electric walls didn't shock you they were just there to keep the ball in play at all times i would have been okay with that but the fact that you can like add that strategy into it like when we would like we got really into this fucking game back when we used to play it all the time and you would like the ball would be in the corner near that fucking wall and like my buddy and I would both be like uh fuck like neither of us wants to be the one that goes in to get it because the other one knows he's going to fucking hit him into that goddamn electric wall but you also have to go get it because as soon as you get possession of this ball you can take the ball from one end of this field to the other in like a half a second like it's just the, the, like I, I call it four v four and then goalies. Like it's the same as like when I describe hockey, I describe it as five v five. I don't go six v six because, and I am a goalie, so I can say this confidently. We don't count. Like we're just there to stop. Like we don't we don't count. Um, but like also on the topic of the goalies, like what are the characters? Like what is that character that is the goalie supposed to be? I think it's uh, critters from Donkey Kong Country. The lizards. Maybe. From, that's what I always assumed it was. Was the bag which I always found to be an odd choice. Okay, so. 
Okay, I got two trains of thought here. I'm fucking. I'm just so. I just wanted to say, I think four v four in this tight and closed field where the ball can't get away is the perfect number. I think if you added more players, it would start to get too congested. And if it was three v three, it would feel like there's too much dead weight. What I like about this game, I, I do want to go back to the goalies, 100. percent But what I like about the gameplay loop in this game is that when you get a hold of the ball with whatever your character you're controlling is, you've got time to make a decision, but not a lot of time. Like I, and like, I, I just, I really, words can't express how fucking, how impressed I am with and how perfect I think the balancing act between strategy and button mashing fun, like fast paced arcade action are in this game. Does that make sense? Like I just, they no, really a hundred percent that that's, that's a hundred percent what it is. It's like, they just cut out so much of the bullshit of, of soccer. Yeah. Like they, they really found a, a like, I have to assume it took a lot of play testing to figure out how big to make the field, how big to make the characters, how many characters should be on the field. You can't ever really take a break and take your foot off the gas. But when you get a hold of the ball, if you're getting good at the game, which you will if you practice a bit, because there's a lot of strategy in this game too. It's perfect. It's 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 the it's the cliche, easy to learn, difficult to master, and it it's so perfectly tuned and balanced in this game. I fucking love it. And that electric fence adds a whole nother layer to it. And I saw people while I was going through the reviews complaining that there's not a lot of gimmicks as far as the field goes. Like the fields, other than the fact that you can tilt them left or right sometimes, like there's no, uh, you don't uh, slip on the ice. There's no pits that I, open up where you fall into fire. I think that, yeah, I think that's something that could have been built on so much in uh, in another game. Yeah, I, I I think it's like they I think they added more of that kind of stuff in Chargers, but I remember liking this one better. It's the same as but Mario can Tennis. You imagine like a really cool bomb battlefield level. Yeah, where like you're playing soccer, but like randomly bombs would go off. Yeah, like Bowser randomly drops into the fields in this and fucks everything up, and there's items and shit like that. And I get all that, but like. Again, maybe this is just my personal taste, but that's why I have such an incredible just attraction to this fucking game is I'm like, they, I think they balanced all of that perfectly. I didn't want zany fucking gimmick fields. I was like, there's enough zany gimmicks. I can hit people in new electric fence. Different players have different little weird attacks and shit that they do. I, I'm good. I, I feel like it's just the fine line. You get two people. Speaking of which, it drives me up the fucking wall that Donkey Kong hits the ball with his hands. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. That fucking kind of bugs <laughs> like, me. Like, there's like, that's like the one big rule of soccer. Yeah, even I know that fucking rule, is you can't hit it with your... <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. But you know what? He's a stupid monkey. Monkeys are dumb. So, yeah, okay, fair. Yeah, but uh, you brought up the goalie. And so, like, if you've never played this game, everybody, it's, it's 4v4, and then you also have a goalie, and your team is made up of your team captain which is one of like the notable Mar you know Mario Luigi Princess Donkey Kong Wario etc and then you get three lackeys like your three teammates and we'll get into them in a minute but then you also have a goalie but nobody gets to pick their goalie your goalie's just instantly instantly like a kremlin like a critter those big green lizards from Donkey Kong country and i actually think they're a great choice for the goalie because he's tall and lean and lanky and he can 
Dude, dude, the, some of the goalies say, and you never control him other than when he has the ball and you're going to pass it. But some of the saves the goalies come up with in these games are fucking spectacular. And I can't think of an like of a, of a Mario character that you could have made the goalies that could have made those fucking big epic saves. Like, like he's yeah, you he, know what? That's fair. Like he's built perfectly to be that tall, skinny goalie. Do you know what I mean? Like the the characters that they chose for this game were so bizarre that it kind of gives the game its own identity a little bit. Yeah, it does. Um, and so it's weird when you're like, in theory, your team could be Mario with three Hammer Brothers and then a bad guy from Donkey Kong Country as your goalie. And that shouldn't make sense, but it does. And it plays super well. So I like that the goalie is the same one across the board. I like that they didn't make you have to pick a goalie with different stats and different traits. And and maybe this isn't going to be a popular opinion among people, but I like that you don't have to control your goalie. I love that it's just random. And they, and you know what? It, like One of the things that drives me fucking crazy about NHL, and anyone that plays NHL knows, is if you run into a team with a really hot goalie, you're fucked. And it's so infuriating sometimes. Whereas in this game, all the goalies are equal. And it's just the same guy on every team. And he's a pretty good fucking goalie. I love it. I I think that I love the fucking goal. And like and they're really epic saves that he makes sometimes. It's fucking awesome. I love that goalie. I can't. I love that there's such a cinematic quality to this game, too. In what like I like I, in what sense? As I agree with you, I'm just making sure we're coming at it the same way. Like, how, like what? what and just like, yeah, there will be things like with the epic saves with the goalies, and like there are the super moves where you like charge up that kick, and then there's like a cinematic like cut scene while you kick the ball into the net. Yeah, it like it plays very smooth. Like they never like so. Like when I play Mario Tennis, I love Mario Tennis, but I do like it better without the power shots and stuff. I like just straight up basic tennis. Um, the thing is, is in this game, I feel like the power shots and stuff work because the goalies are designed to be so good that like, they can be tough to very tough to beat without your fucking, your, your captain super shot. But like Mark said, each of the captains in this game at any time, they can just hold up shoot and build it up to the point where if you get it all the way charged up, then you have to play, um, how would I just, it's almost like a mini game where you have to stop twice in like a little green area of like a fast moving um, like slider is that the, I, I I'm coming off my 24 hour charity stream. I'm still tired and, and groggy. <laughs> like that, that's a, like, is that a reasonable explanation? It's like a slider with like a, a fast moving line and like a lot in like a grid and you've got to stop it really quick, like in the right spot to use your power shot. Yeah. Um, yeah. That. but what I, what I like about that is that it's not just, you don't just hold up, hold B down and then do your power shot. You hold B down, then you need to nail these two little things. And what the genius is, Mark, and I remember this so vividly now, while you're trying to hit those, the other team's defenders can hit you. So you need to yeah, get... Yeah, like you're, the time doesn't pause for you to do this. No. You have to have it done in like a, a finite amount of time. Yeah, and you need to set like... And that's where the strategy comes into place because you basically use your three sidekicks your three toads or your three hammer brothers or whoever you have is like your other teammates they can't do the big big shot only your captain can and so basically like i remember us playing it is like those three are your sacrificial lambs and you're basically using them to try to draw your opponent's defenders away from your captain then you need to get the ball to your captain and get the fuck moving with that power shot before somebody hits you and i also love as a defender you have a chance to stop the other team's power shot before he can get it off if you can just get somebody to him and hit him before he gets that shot away 
Uh, it's a really great extra layer of strategy involved in the game. And when you play it like on easy mode against the computer, they never tackle you where you're doing your big shot, so it's easy to get it off. But buddy, when you're in a hawk, when you're in like a fucking tight match, or when you're playing it against your friends or something, and it's really intense. It's it's anyone watching this that is or listening to this that has seen Mighty Ducks two. Have you seen D two, Mark? Mighty Ducks two. Oh yeah, of course. Remember when Russ does the knuckle puck and they're like trying to get him the knuckle puck and he's like, it's knuckle puck time. But like we used to say that all the time because you'd get the ball to him and it's like trying to get your power shot loaded up was like when Russ tries to flip the puck over for the knuckle puck. <laughs> like you've only got you've got a couple of seconds and you need to get it set up. And I love that fucking aspect of it. I would have never drawn that that comparison, but it worked. Oh. It's so good. And then, like, admittedly, I think the the animations for the power shots are really cool the first time. They get old, as all these things do. Um, but I always liked Wario because I'm a Wario fan to begin with. And Wario just, like, hits it with his belly and fucking does the big, like, boom, like the, the fucking big gut bunch and bumps it into I the goal like that way. I feel like Waluigi is really in his prime in this game. Like, that big lanky body, it feels like he was made for soccer. Yeah, he does. He looks like a soccer player. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting's a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly, I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And better help is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash remember the game today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash remember the game. He and does. I don't, and I, and I mean that as a compliment to all you soccer fans out there. That's not me being like, oh, fucking everyone that plays soccer is a greasy. I love. I, I wasn't <laughs> sure who you were apologizing to, like soccer fans or Waluigi. Yeah, fans. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like Waluigi, <laughs> he totally looks perfect. And then like, when, I love it. And the best part is when you get the power shot off. If you don't nail those two little grids where you've got to hit A at just the right moment, then you're still not guaranteed a goal. And if I'm not mistaken, the goalie could, and I might be wrong, and if I am, I'm sorry, I haven't played this game in a long time, but I think the goalie can save your power shot and then whip the ball back at you and like do damage to you if you don't nail the power shot. I might be wrong on that. Oh, really? I, I want to say that you could. Maybe I'm wrong. But then if you did nail the power shot, you would put the goalie into the net with the ball. It was a guaranteed goal, and you got two points out of it. Um, And I love that aspect, too, because that's like a three-pointer in basketball. It's a harder thing to pull off, but it's worth more if you do it. Yeah, like high-risk, high-reward type thing. Yeah, and I remember playing games like against my friends, and we'd be like, it'd be like a one-goal game. 
And if you're in the final 30 seconds, and if you're the team up by a goal, your only focus is to shut down that other team's captain. And if you're the team down by a goal, you're like, if I can score this big goal with my captain, I win. Like, it's fucking, it adds so much more. God, this game is so fucking good. I just, you it said really it really is. And it's so insulting that, like, after the Wii one, we never got another one. That's where I was going to go. You mentioned it earlier. Where the fuck is Mario Strikers? I, I'm always banging the drum for F Zero. I feel like, okay, here's the thing. Here's the frustrating he, thing about Nintendo. I think everyone. I do, what? And see, I don't mind if F Zero kind of gets swallowed up by Mario Kart a little bit. See, okay, I I disagree, but that that doesn't. That's the, there's your point. This is what I was gonna say. Everyone that's a Nintendo fan, and for anyone that's newer to our podcast, like I'm, a, I've never like I play all the systems, but I'm a Nintendo fanboy. Always have been. Always will be. Everyone that's a Nintendo fan has got a Nintendo franchise that they're like, why don't you bring this back? Like for me, why? It's Mario is missing. Oh, fuck, oh, fuck, I'll, you fucking cunt. I'll fucking, I'll fucking close this goddamn podcast down right the fuck. That got a pop from people. I promise you, there are people listening to this that are like, good. And you know what? You know what, Mark? No, no, it makes sense now. I understand why you're always like Mario's missing is great because the soundtrack is good. And now I understand because you grew up in a household where your father's claim to fame is a fucking song that never got played. So I get why you're like, oh, things with great music have to be shown love. Fucking fucking asshole. Fuck, I hate you so much. Is there... Fuck, I hate you. Fuck, I'm rattled now. This podcast has been 32 minutes, our chat. And it's like, we've gone, we've gone from dark tones to happy tones to mocking tones to now I'm fucking rattled. Is there <laughs> jokes aside though, like the two Nintendo franchises that I want the most a new game in are F Zero and Super Mario Strikers. Is there Super like Mario Strikers, I would love to see another like I would love to see them do Star Fox and do it well. See? There I was gonna ask you, is there like there you go, Star Fox. People are like, Where the fuck is Star Fox? Why the fuck have we not got a new punch out? since the Wii like it's just like Mario Baseball would be fucking awesome like there's just so many classic Nintendo franchises that they own where you're just like where you guys remember you have this right like you could do something with this if you want to and it's and I think part of the problem is that Nintendo doesn't give their IP to a lot of people so a lot of people don't have a chance to like Nintendo can only make so many games and I would like to point out and I rarely get into like the development notes on games and stuff like that but Next Level Games made this Next Level Games made a ton of Nintendo sports were, games over the year I think Yeah, that, don't they do most of the Mario sports games? Yeah, I'm 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 fairly certain and I'm going to look this up and I never do this but I don't want to misspeak. I'm fairly certain that they made Luigi's Mansion 3 when it came out oh okay. um like next I level also know that like don't they own wall did they create waluigi and therefore they own waluigi and that's why like we're not seeing waluigi in a bunch of other like that's why we don't get waluigi and smash uh it could be but the thing is maybe but the thing is is nintendo bought them this year like next oh, level games that's what i was gonna say so yeah they're a canadian company and they're re listen to this resume super mario strikers super mario or mario strikers charged over on the wii punch out for the wii uh luigi's mansion dark moon for the ds luigi's mansion 3 for the nintendo switch like they've made some good fucking wow. like they've got some duds in there too they made spider-man friend or foe which is fucking terrible but like they've made some big games and now nintendo owns them so you know that they're probably working on I would assume a new Mario sports game. Cause the last Mario sports game that they released, uh, was 
I mean, they did the punch out for the Wii. And after that, it was Mario Strikers charged for the Wii. So it's like, I'm praying that they're working on a new Mario Strikers game right now. Nintendo has so many great IP and they don't have enough developers to make all these games. And like, I, everyone's always like, I, I get they got to make Zelda and Mario, but where's Star Fox? Where, in my case, where's F-Zero? Where, I get why they stick uh, to Mario. Where's the, new, where's the new Donkey Kong game? Where's the new Donkey Kong game? Exactly. Give me, an, like, after, like, Tropical Freeze, how the fuck is there not a new Donkey Kong game? Agreed. A hundred percent. And the thing is, is like, I get why they stick to Mario and Zelda, Mario Kart, Smash Brothers, because I, I understand like those franchises make more money. I like, and I even love then, Where's the new Mario Kart? Yeah. Full oh, fuck. Where they the haven't fuck made a new Mario? Mario Kart in 10 years. Agreed. And Mario Kart eight is the best Mario Kart ever, but where the fuck is Mario Kart nine? Where the fuck is it? I agree. Um, and I love Mario Kart 8, but I've been playing it for 10 years. Exactly. I want more. Exactly. Crap. I want more. So it's like, I, so the point I was going to make is like, they have so many IPs that we want brought back and I get that, but it's like, you haven't done Mario Strikers since the Wii. You own the studio that makes these games. And the simple fact of the matter is unless I've been sleeping under a rock and something is wrong, is soccer slash football, not the biggest sport in the world. Globally? It is absolutely the most watched sport in the world. So it's like, I why? Think. why I think would... it might either be that or cricket or something weird. Sure. But yeah, so, it is one of the most watched sports in the world. So then where the fuck is our next Mario Golf, like, soccer game? Like, you, I just, oh, I, there's a part of me that feels like that's what they've got next level games working on and we're going to get one on the Switch. And I want it so bad because I got to say, and I'm not done talking about the game itself yet, but one thing I wanted to point out is like, the, the main reason that I haven't bought this game already for my, my small GameCube collection is because the so, the single player is good at best. Like Yeah, it's, there's, no, there's not much of a single player. No, like, I mean, you just play the classic ladder matches against the other teams. You can unlock, like, a ninth team that's all robots, which I find very odd why the ninth team wasn't Bowser and, like, a bunch of his fucking, like, cheating fucking teammates or whatever but it's all these robots which whatever i don't care like it's there's a ninth team that's stacked whatever it's fine um but like the the multiplayer is the is the meat of this that's where the meat's on the bone in this game and now we've got the switch which admittedly it's online sucks but but it's still there like you could play this game online i'm just floored that they haven't brought this franchise back like like the thing is is mario strikers came out near the end of the gamecube Maybe it didn't sell that well. Like, I'm sure, I'm just really surprised we haven't gotten a new Mario soccer game in so long. But it sold well enough to get a sequel. Maybe the Wii one didn't sell that well, but at the same time, like, it was a Mario game on the Wii. That yeah. was, like, one of the highest install bases Every, of yeah. any console in history. Agreed. I'm floored that we haven't gotten another I Fuck, I love this game. Um, now we, you brought up the Wii one and the thing is, is like, there's more depth with the Wii one and stuff. And some would say that's better. I, I, I'm torn. I like the Wii one a lot. It's, it's good. But I, I just, I like how basic this one is. Cause once you pick your captain, your Wario or your Bowser, your, your peach or whomever, or not Bowser, pardon me, but you pick your, wherever your character is, then you get to pick your sidekicks. And I saw when I was, when I was refreshing myself on the game, some people shit on the idea that like, when you pick a sidekick, you get three teammates, but you can pick toads. Koopa Troopas, Hammer Brothers, or I think Birdos. I think Birdo is your fourth one. And they all and play... And it's weird that Birdo's not just a character. Agreed, 100%. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, but they, they all play the same. Like, it's not like you can pick, like, 
like there's no free agents. You don't like this toad's got great endurance, but his shot is sucks or whatever. Like they all play exactly the same. And some people come down on that, but I'm personally of the belief that like, that's the secret sauce to what makes this game so brilliant is that you basically like, I love chess and they're like related to chess. For those of you that haven't played Mario strikers, it's like you have a queen and then like three bishops. And I like that because the strategy revolves around your queen. Like the strategy in this game is clearly around your captain and using that power shot. But you've got these three other players that can still all shoot, you know, chip in and can score and can do big flips and can play defense and everything. But I like that because the the the, the strategy comes down to how do you use those three pawns to get the ball to your captain. I I think it's I really. I I'm, I'm I disagree with people that want more depth than those other three play those other three uh, lesser known players. I guess the only time I would argue that playing as the three pawns kind of sucks is if you play it three or four player all on the same team and you get stuck with like Toad instead of being Mario. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I could live with that, but I love. I think again that adds another layer of strategy to it. Myself, like those those three disposable. And the thing is, is if you take your foot off the gas and ignore the pawns, they'll burn you. They'll score. Like they can score. It's I love it. Like like Toad. I, I mean, I guess my only problem with that is like, why give us the option of things that like play the exact same? Like I you would, I actually kind of disagree. I would like to see some variety in those, uh, those extra characters. See, like, I, and I get it. Like it would add to it. I just maybe it's just because I got so like my friends and I were so deep down the fucking rabbit hole with this game that we were like that was part of the strategy to us was like sacrifice your fucking shitty toad to get Mario open so I could get the ball to him. But I, I, I do, I, I, I get what you're saying. And I could, and I, I wouldn't have complained if you could build a deeper team. I just think that the the way the game plays can play to that as like it almost to an advantage if you want it to be. Um, but I get what you're saying. My big qualm isn't, it's just, I don't feel like there's a lot of difference between toads and hammer brothers and stuff like that. I would have liked to have seen more focus on that. There's a little bit, but I would have liked to have seen it be like, you know, the Hammer Brothers fucking are, are like, did you ever, you played, did you ever play ice hockey on the NES? Yeah. Yeah. Like it would have been cool if the Hammer Brothers were like the fat guy and Toad was like the skinny guy and you could yeah, pick yeah, like, like there was like different stats. Like there was more than like, because like at the moment, like the way it was, the, the difference was really just cosmetic. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm fairly sure you're right. Yeah, like I don't think there was a big difference in how they played or anything. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't remember them playing. I could be. I could also be wrong because, again, but, I played this game once 10 years ago. Yeah, but like it would have been cool if you could have built a team like that. I, I, I agree, but I just I like the way that like clearly the focus and the emphasis is on your team captain uh, and your captain is overpowered, but it, that becomes part of the strategy to it, you know, and I and I like that part. Yeah. Um, I also, dude, I love the celebrations in this game when you score. Oh. Yeah, because it actually sounds like, it does sound like you're watching, like, an Italian broadcast of uh, <laughs> of a soccer game. Yeah, and it's like... To hear some guy going, <laughs> And, like, and it looks so good. Like, I, I you know, I mean, graphics play a role. I, I think I've been quite adamant that, like, to me, graphics are, are so far down the priority list for me like if it looks great perfect but it doesn't have to this game looks like a fucking mario pixar movie and like the the goal celebrations the way the stadium and everybody cheers and lights up like it uh just watching the hot like when i was watching the youtube videos of, of, of gameplay like to get ready for this podcast i was like god damn this game looks 
fucking good. It just looks so colorful and it's easy to follow. And I really like, ah, oh, I love the way I like the goal celebrations, like war or Waluigi does the suck it thing. And like toad spins on his head, like a break dancer and shit like that. Like when you score, you want to watch them. Like it's like you're gloating and it's perfect. Cause everyone knows that in soccer, the goal celebrations are such a big deal. Um, although I assume the reason soccer players celebrate so much when they score is because they're like, Hey, we finally get to do something other than just run back and forth. But <laughs> don't yell at me, soccer fans. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't yell at me. Um, fuck. There was one other thing I wanted to bring up for sure before we started getting close to wrapping this down. And I don't remember the fuck it was now. I lost my train of thought. Um, plays good. Looks good. Sounds okay. Um, uh, God damn it. This is going to drive me fucking crazy. Um. Well, maybe Donkey wasn't. Kong should not be punching the ball with his hands. Donkey Kong should not be allowed to punch. Oh, Donkey Kong should not be allowed to punch the ball with his hands. I agree with that. Um, some would argue that, like, like I won't lie to you. Like when I play Mario Tennis, I don't like power shots and gimmicks and shit. I just want to play straight up tennis. In this game, I love that the items are in it, and I think the items are so brilliantly put into this game. Like they play such a role. But you know what? If I'm not mistaken, if I'm wrong. I'm going to hear about it, but I'm almost sure that I'm not. The way to get items is if the other team hits you and you don't have the ball with like the big tackle. If you, if, if you hit a big check on, on an opposing player, but they don't have the ball, then you give that team an item. So then it becomes a like, well, fuck, I really want to stop that captain from hitting his power shot. I'm going to hit him with a power power attack. But by doing it, I'm also giving you, you know, banana peels or something like that. I feel like, I know some people argue that Mario Kart has been crippled by items and they've become too much of a gimmick, which I disagree with. But I think the items in this game are so perfectly balanced to the game itself. That's actually really interesting. And I didn't remember that that was how that worked. But I, what I like about that is it also kind of eliminates the use of the need for like penalties. It's yeah. like, oh yeah, that guy hit that guy. We're not going to stop the game. Instead, you get a power up. Yeah, and like the and the power ups in this game, the items are really powerful. But like, you know, no pun intended. But like, I like that like boxes don't show up on the field, and you have to run to the box. Like you forget about the ball, and like like I like I much prefer Smash Brothers without items on because I hate when items start dropping in and everyone just basically stops attacking and goes after the items. Like that's me. I turn off all items except for the smash ball. See, yeah, like I I like to turn the smash ball off myself. Like I mean smash is fun either way. I just in this game the focus is on the soccer. It's on the gameplay. And if you play a more aggressive style, you're going to hand the other team more power-ups that they can use to burn you. Or like, you know, they drop the banana peels on the like you dude, like the strategy that comes with like if you have banana like if I have banana peels, I save them for when I'm about to try to use my power shot and then I drop them to form like a little bit of a wall around me to try to buy me enough time to get my power shot off. Like that's such a brilliant, like that's such a brilliant little addition to the, to the game. Like, Oh, I just think it's so well balanced. It's so well designed. Anyone can pick up and play it. And then if you take two players that both have a really deep understanding of the game, it can become so, so strategic and you can get so involved in it. And I just, the only complaint I have about this game is I wish there was more single player content. Um, yeah, like a story of some sort, like a single player campaign that like, yeah, you can play that. But like, yeah, there really is nothing for single player in this game. You're right. No, like it's hard. Like I remember trying to beat all of like the cups. Like there's a bunch of different like cups and shit like that. And they can get really tough. But at the end of the day, the cups are just like, 
you get three points for a win, a point each for a tie or whatever. And then you, if you lose, you lose. And it's really cool, but I agree. I, I wish there was a little bit, just a little bit more to it. Cause it's, it's once you beat it a couple of times and win all the cups, then it just comes about, you just want to play it with your friends. But at the same time, it's hard to sit here and be like, why isn't there more solo when the game is best played with your friends? Um, yes, exactly. And it's, oh God, dude, to hear that you guys stayed up all night just playing this game, like obviously it's a terrible circumstance, but it warms my heart because my friends and I, we used to play poker and this was our go-to game. When you got eliminated from poker, you'd pick up a controller and go play Mario Strikers. And we would just play <laughs> Mario Strikers forever. It got to the point where like you weren't even upset that you lost at poker because you were like, fuck yeah, I get to play some Mario Strikers now. Like it's so much, God, this watching it makes me want to buy it again. Like this game is so fucking well done. It's I, well, I want them to like, I want them to like acknowledge these games and like, let us buy them again. Yeah. Dude, give us a new one. You like, could, Christ. you could re-release this game as is for like 30 bucks with online. And I'd be like, you done. could do like a double pack with this one and the Wii one for like full price. Yeah. You probably could. Or dude, take those four GameCube games and just release them as is, but with online, and I'll give you full price. Just like a Mario Dude, 3D All-Stars. Just like a, yeah, like I'll, I'll give you fucking full pop for just, just call it the GameCube collection or something. Just those four games. And I would make sure the online works. And I don't need anything else. I'll fucking give you full price because they're all spectacular. Drives me crazy that this franchise has been forgotten like it has. Fucking drives me insane. I, as a hockey fan, I don't even want a Mario hockey game. I just want Mario Strikers. It plays enough. Like me, I'd love a Mario hockey game as well. I'd play that. I'd get that. I would too, but I would rather have Mario Strikers because That's it's fair. just so much more fun. Um, I, who knows? Maybe Mario hockey be fucking brilliant, but I think Mario hockey is probably too violent. They won't give us Mario hockey. Um, anyway, uh, I can't really think of anything. I can't think of anything else. I'm fucking, uh, I think we're, you got anything? No, I enjoy great game. I enjoyed it when I played it. I hope they keep making these games. Yeah, me too. Brilliant fucking game. So to score it, uh, I think soccer is, I think a regular soccer game is 90 minutes. I think I'm going to look it up. How long is a soccer game? Is it fucking people are going to yell at me, but I don't watch your fucking game. I'm sorry. That's I feel like I should know this because, but like, fuck like fuck soccer. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was going to say how long, how, how long was your dad's song? But <laughs> I, I wanna... played soccer. <laughs> How long is a soccer game? There, it's fucking coming up, so it's not just me. It's like Google suggesting it. Consists of two periods of 45 minutes each. Okay, so there we go. So we'll go 90 minutes. So if you were going to score Mario, Super Mario Strikers out of 90 minutes, uh, how many minutes would you give Super Mario Strikers? Out of 90 minutes, let's say like 75 Right. It's like a great game. Definitely, there's definitely room for improvement, and I hope that they uh, make a more buffed-up version of this game in the future. Me too. If so, if I had bought this game now, having no nostalgia for it, and I played it now, I'd probably give it about a seventy because I feel like it's a fun game. But like without playing it with other people, it's kind of meh. But because with my once I throw in my nostalgic ties and the memories I have of playing with my friends, like. I'm not kidding. Like I give this game like at least an 85. Like I, it's, it's, it's one of my all time favorite sports games. I fucking, I wish more people talked about this franchise. Like I, I love is a fucking powerful word, but I love my dog. I love peanut butter. 
I love Mario Strikers. This game is so <laughs> fucking good. It's it's I adore this game. Adore it. Just those three things. Those are my three loves. It's it's my dog, peanut butter, and Super Mario Strikers. Those are my loves. Sorry, Shaley. Ah, uh, Shaley doesn't listen to this. It doesn't matter. Um <laughs> fuck. Uh boy, what a roller coaster. This was our final episode. For 2021, what a fucking roller coaster this was. So um, weird ass year, isn't that the fucking truth? Um, yeah. So thank you for doing this. I appreciate it, and thank you. Uh, I know I break your balls a lot. There's the and listen, you're never the fact that you fucking said that you want another Mario's missing confirms that you're never getting back into the Hall of Fame. Um, <laughs> but it is the holidays. It is the holidays. So I would like to offer you one ticket to go to the Remember the Game Hall of Fame and see your brother's fucking wing because your brother is would, in the Hall of Fame. Oh, um, for fuck's sake. And I would like to ask if you could ask your father over the holidays if he would be willing to sell me the rights to his song so that we can press it on vinyl and sell it in the gift shop. Um, that, that, I love that story. Mark, I promised at the beginning of the episode I'd give you a floor to, tag, to, tweet, uh, to, to, to promote it. So uh, I don't oh, even know right. how TikTok works, so I can't I can't even use the proper slang. So I'm just gonna bow out. But for all of the fucking young hipsters out there listening to this that are on the old talk tick, how can they find your ticks that are talk? You can follow you can follow me at Bark McHugh. It's like Mark McHugh, but Bark like a dog. B A R K. Was there already a Mark? Yeah, I, there might have been. I don't know. You didn't even try. You just went with Bark McHugh. No, because that's my online, like, that was my, like, game uh, handle on my Switch. I got you. So it's Bark, B-A-R-K-M-C-C-U-E. You got it. And it'll be in the description of this uh, podcast as well, assuming that Mark remembers to send it to me before I finish editing this podcast. Uh, you'll be all able right. to find it in there as well. Uh, buddy, fucking, it's always good chatting with you, man. And uh, thanks for all the episodes and all the time you've put into the show over the last, uh, I mean, since it launched, but over the past year. And uh, happy holidays, man. Have a great Christmas. Happy holidays. Thanks for having me. You got it, buddy. that's going to do it for this week's episode. Mark, thank you so much for, for giving me a call and sharing that story. Fucking hilarious. Holy fuck, I laughed so hard when he told me that. It was insane. I was like crying laughing. It was the best story. But thank you for sharing that story. Thank you for all the time you spent with Remember the Game this year. And, uh, and the same goes to all of you. This is the final Remember the Game of the year. For anyone that's wondering, next year on December 20... Or pardon me, next week on December 29th, uh, I am taking the week away from Remember the Game, but I'll be releasing one of our previously released bonus episodes of Expansion Pass uh, that usually is available only to our Patreons. I'll be releasing one on our free feed kind of as like a tied over kind of as a free sample kind of you know the first bump is free kind of as a thank you to all of you for all the support 2021 has been the fucking craziest year of my life as far as this kind of stuff goes like content creation my comedy career this podcast we grew from about 10,000 downloads a month to almost 100,000 downloads per month we've added almost 400 patreons to our patreon uh uh support I, I don't know like 400 more people signed up i'm i'm fucking tired all right i've done a lot of these last week uh we raised ten thousand dollars for children's hospital uh you guys have changed my life i say it every week but i mean it from the bottom of my heart remember the game is the thing i'm the most proud of, of anything i've ever done 
uh, in my 38 years on this rock and I owe all of it to you guys. So I say it every week now, but whether this is your first episode or your 179th, thank you so much for, for giving Remember the Game a chance. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all the kind words, the support, the feedback, the Patreon pledges, everything you guys have done. And uh, I hope you all have a great Christmas, a great holiday season, a great New Year's. Stay safe, eat a bunch of food, hang out with your friends, your family, play some video games. And uh, we'll be back in 2022 with the biggest, best fucking year ever of Remember the Game. And yes, I will fucking cover Final Fantasy Tactics at some point next year. I don't know when, but you can all stop asking. It's fucking coming, but I won't cover Majora's Mask. Thanks for listening again, everybody. Have a great New Year's, great holiday season. Merry Christmas, and I'll talk to you all again soon. Cheers. And Mark's not getting back in the Hall of Fame, for the record. All right. Cheers. Goodbye. Thank you. Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I couldn't turn out all the content I plug out every week without all of your support. So I would like to take a moment to thank everyone that has supported us at the Junior Executive Vice President level or higher over at patreon.com slash remember the game. A huge shout out to, here we go, final one of the year. <clears throat> I'm going to nail this one. Watch. Dave, Makeshift Money, Joe Buck, Sharonic, Andre, Stupid Monkey, Michael Mathis, Joshua Shenfield, Jeffrey Mathis, Keegs and His Stupid Arrow Handle, James Clark, Dave McGee, DNA Gaming, Slick Rick, Doug Dorn, Charlie Madero, Scott B, Andrew Wright, Gary C, Kate Roberts, They Call Me Badger, Jordan, Fraser Burns, Lil Bunny Fufu 89, Angry Ticks, Dave Thompson, No One Cares, Brandon O'Brien, Wyman Brooks, Scott Brooks, Leon K, Stitch, Aaron Lawson, Matt McLean, Brian Ransom, Miles from BringBackRetro.com, Nathan Tromblay, A Town, Andre SJA Flash, Tom Kite, Geek Life Radio, Morgan, Zane Donovan, Adam J, Ryan Kinchin, Mike Maloney, Christopher Russell, Very Cool Dude, Tim Riel, The Giraffe, G9PSX, Tim L, David Schnatterer, Raging Demon, Poops Loomis, Dana Wucherall, That One Kid Nick, Mad Shibs, Mercury869, Derek Jane, Jesse Clark, M. Felf, Kayfabe5150, TK Talking Kong, Wolfgang Darren, Seriously Ron P, Sam Wright, Andy Hudson, Good Egg, Dane, Chris Copland, GC Freak 898, Doogie, Matt McLean, Pizza Power, Too Loud for the Crowd, Trevor Seven Oaks, Ryan McCowan, Paul Zoe, Wolf Magic 21, Johnny CCDC, Joel LeBlanc, Carmichael Nicholas, Squints, Tent Sparkster, Omega 88, Nathaniel Shelley, Explode Processing, Chowdy Laudy, Dan Wagner, Candido, S2 Von 5000, Titan 420, Jose E. Marco, Oprah's Iron Fist, Adam Fair, Russell Aldridge, Classic Crusade, Karth from KOTOR, Chance McCoy, Jeff Bergeron, Ian Watts, Joe Kirby, Captain N, Owen the Game Furchuk, Game Nomad Misi, Daniel, Astro Alpica, Stu Bergeric, Eden Awaits 1981, Tunable Power, Swanee, Tom Danks, John Woodruff, Inhuman Sumo, Chalupa Cabra, Rocker Dude, Mikey NL83, Just a Fish, ba Bagalazino, Noob Q, Scientific Wonder Penis, Beth, Strife 89, Liam, Denzalo, Spicy Mortician, Eric Shavinius, Holmes, Ryan Gibbons, Zach Shepard, Chris Dickin, Jay Hampton, Dylan Flora, Jackson M., Matthew D'Amica, Daja1k1t, Clayton Robertson, FrostyFeet492, Britt O'Neill, all the good names were taken, Hulk Hogan's brother, Chris Larkin, Austin Cook, Kyle Shreve, Matthew Salmon, Elijah Burns, Ocelot of Woe, Stephen Parnell, Jolt Addict 21 Aaron Price, Meat on the Bone, Dockabai, Domicus, Sean Dillinger, Justin Zabrocki, Frozen Interior, Ray San Wontongo, Brandon Basham, Zach Coiner, DBXJ, Ryan Shimmick, Jameer Williams, Jared Pierce, Steve Dalp, Lone Cart, Justin Vissers, Gannon144, Phil McCracken, Double D, Sid's Good Leg, Trav H, Mizuru, Declan McGarry, Nicholas Chafee, I'm dying here, I'm, I'm close, 
David Marcus, Dagger Disaster, Uris, Dr. Mario, Vaughn, Jordan Salm, Jacob Adams, Burnout Doug Keeney, Scott, Scott Graham, Tyler, Brad Levron, Aaron Kedvis, Dissect That Film, Phil Lencher, Breadcum, Spencer... Oh, fuck. I was so close. Breadcrumb, Breadcum is cool too, but Breadcrumb, Spencer Whitledge, Illegal Amigo 69, Ruben Elizald, Eric James, Tom Arkley, Riley Turvey, Nick Amos, Thomas Childs, Big Sum One, Sean Turner, Bill Kirby, Lucas Pico, Andrew Pritchard, Ben Paul. That's, holy fuck. I butchered a lot of those near the end, but I done good. I tried very hard. Guys, thank you all so much. Really, I appreciate it. You guys are my fucking heroes. Have a great holiday season. Talk to you in 2022 or tomorrow because you're all Patreon, so you'll get more podcasts. All right, cheers. Goodbye.